This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, September 10th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. New jobs numbers are not good. The United States trade imbalances sometimes get part of the blame. Dan Griswold, director of the Cato Institute Center for Trade Policy Studies and author of the new book, Mad About Trade, offers his thoughts. Well, the latest unemployment numbers are not good. Uh, The unemployment rate went up to 9.7%, which is the highest it's been for uh, 25 years. Another 200,000 net jobs uh, were were lost. Now, some people are going to try to make political hay out of this and say, oh, look what trade and imports have done, when in fact, uh, trade and imports have have nothing to do with the uh, rising unemployment rate. In fact, imports have been going down uh, over the last few years, and and we've had some of our lowest unemployment rates when trade levels have been at their highest. So, uh, in my in my new book, I look at the data lots of different ways, and there's no connection between trade and unemployment. There's no long term trend in in unemployment. Uh, trade isn't about more jobs or fewer jobs. It's about better jobs, and I am able to show that pretty uh, convincingly. I think uh, in in the book. Nancy Pelosi, other Democrats made a lot of hay after uh, the recovery following uh, September 11th that this was a jobless recovery, and that is sort of a common uh, refrain when it comes to uh, between Democrats and Republicans of of recoveries that don't return us to the levels of, of employment in certain sectors that we had before the crash. Employment is always a lagging indicator. Uh, employers are, are slow to, they have to become convinced that the recovery is over before they start adding uh, jobs. But the important thing is what sort of jobs are being created. Uh, we're going to come out of this recession. Uh, unemployment's going to drop back to its uh, long-term level. And what we found is over time in our more globalized economy, uh, the types of jobs that are available to Americans have improved. And uh, I think it's one of the big lies of the trade debate that we're giving away high-paying manufacturing jobs and creating low-paying service jobs. Yes, we've lost some higher-paying manufacturing jobs, but I look at at the long term. I, I, I go back to 1991, which was one of the previous recessions. We had a recession in the early 1990s. If you look at from, from that recession to this one, so you take in two, two business cycles, uh, what I found is that Two-thirds of the net new jobs we added during that period, 18 million net new jobs, were in service sectors that pay an average average wages that are actually higher than in manufacturing. So what we've been doing is swapping out sort of uh, medium-paying manufacturing jobs for actually better-paying service jobs. You know, you go knock on doors of any middle-class American neighborhood and ask people where they work. Yeah, you'll find some people that work in factories, not very many. Uh, but what you'll find are people in middle-class service jobs, teachers, accountants, firefighters, uh, insurance agents, uh, real estate agents, uh, small business owners, healthcare, uh, healthcare professionals, registered nurses, physical therapists. Uh, these are the middle-class jobs that are the backbone of the uh, American economy, and trade is helping us move to a, a post-industrial middle-class service economy. This is where most Americans live. This is where our prosperity lies. Nobel Prize winning trade economist Paul Krugman often makes hay of stagnant wages. Um, 
in the 1970s and 1980s and 1990s that there was this uh, leveling off of, of real wages during that time. And presumably it continues today. This is a common charge among people skeptical of trade. They say stagnant or declining real wages. And I think that's a misleading figure to look at for, uh, for one big reason. It doesn't include benefits. I mean, benefits are the way Americans pay for health care and their retirement. They're becoming a growing share of our overall compensation package. There's another figure that the federal government, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, publishes called, called real hourly compensation. And this takes into account benefits. And it's also deflated by rising uh, costs of things we buy, including health care. And what you find with real hourly compensation is that has been going up. In fact, that's 20% higher uh, than it was uh, a, a decade ago. So Americans are better off. It doesn't feel like it because we're in a recession. But again, if you stand back and take a, a longer-term view, we are making progress. Uh, median household income, again, adjusted for inflation, uh, is, is up significantly. In fact, it's up $6,000 uh, since the early uh, 1990s. And yes, it's taken a hit during the recession, but the long-term trend is, is up. The share of American households earning more than $35,000 a year is going up. The share earning over $75,000 a year uh, is, is going up. So we remain a solid middle-class nation. Yes, we're in the middle of a recession, but trade is, is one of the solutions, uh, not the problem. The dumbest thing we could do as we come out of this recession, is uh, raise trade barriers and uh, uh, sock middle-class families uh, where it hurts in their, uh, in their pocketbooks. Dan Griswold is author of the new book, Mad About Trade. He's also director of the Cato Institute's Center for Trade Policy Studies. You can get your copy of Dan's book at cato.org.